Welcome to the Craft to Career Podcast with Elizabeth Chapel, where every week we dive into how you can turn your craft into a successful career. Get ready to have the career you've always dreamed of. Hello and welcome to episode 74 of the Craft to Career Podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. And this week, I am talking about something that is near and dear to my heart. I am talking about charging what you're worth. And I'm going to venture to say charge more than what you're currently charging. I can say that confidently because I'm talking to predominantly females in the quilting community. And I want to talk about this for many reasons But I know my audience. I know you listeners, the demographic that I'm speaking to. It's a quilting audience. And and we're predominantly female. Now, there are some men there. I see you. I hear you. This is applicable to you as well. But I, okay, I want to talk about this today because because it's, it's been on my mind recently. And I've seen this play out not in favor of the business owners of you, the us creative quilterpreneurs. I have talked to people in the industry who have been in other industries before coming into the quilting industry, specifically someone who was in marketing. And they worked with influencers who were in fashion, makeup, and there was a lot of money happening there, you know. And when I say there was a lot of money. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I mean that those influencers and those business owners were getting paid a lot more for what they were doing. And in the quilting industry, I just don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think that we are aware of our value. And so I want to talk about this in regards to both the products that we sell And in the advertising that we might do for companies in regards to someone saying, hey, I'll send you this product if you'll share about it for me. So I want to open this conversation and my hope is that this is not the last conversation. I hope this is the beginning of a conversation, that this podcast can lead to future episodes, that it can lead to individuals talking with other individuals, that this conversation goes on and on and on. So let's first talk about free products. If you're in the quilting community and you're a business owner, you may have had this experience where a company reaches out to you and says, hey, we would love for you to share about our product. We'll send you free product if you will post and share about it. Sometimes they even have a contract that you'll sign where it will say we expect X amount of posts or blog posts in exchange for this product. So I want to talk about this because at the beginning of your career, it's very flattering. And at the beginning of your career, it might be fine to do it in exchange for free product because you're at the beginning of your career. And the first couple times someone reaches out, it's thrilling and exciting and you feel like what an honor. However, as you carry on with your business, probably after the first or second time that you do this exchange, you might start to realize this is not worth my time. I'm 
giving more than I'm getting, that the amount of time that I put into creating that content doesn't begin to compare to like if you were to pay me per hour for what I'm doing, it's not equivalent to the product that they've given me. And and even if you don't feel this, I just want to have this conversation because if we can all band together as quilterpreneurs, we can set a standard where we get paid for our work that we do. So my solution to this is creating a media kit. Now, I heard this from Coral and Co. She was on the podcast. She was on episode 17, How to Earn Money Blogging with Shelly Morgan. And she talked about a media kit. And honestly, that was the first time I'd heard of it, even though I had seen it before from other people. I didn't know that that's what it was called. And when she talked about having a media kit, it felt very overwhelming. I was like, ooh. But I've thought about this. And so let's break down what what a media kit is and how you can create this so that when someone approaches you and says, I would love to send you this product in exchange for you posting about it, you can send them this PDF. It's a one, I mean, just a one page created on a Google Doc, whatever, one page where you simply tell people, this is what I charge. I charge blank per blog post or blank per reel, blank per Instagram, whatever it might be, you know, YouTube, whatever, you know, for me, it'd be a podcast episode. Um, And then after that, share some statistics, how many people you have on your email list and what your open rate is, conversion of sales. Um, And to figure that out, there's a few different ways. But for example, on a web page, you could look at how many people visit your web page and then how many people actually purchased the product, how many people clicked on the product, and then you can do the math and say, my conversion rate is this. You can share how many followers you have. You can share how many views per post you have. Instagram can show you that. And and don't be afraid by your numbers. They're reaching out to you, so clearly they're interested in your audience. We all feel like, ooh, but these numbers aren't big enough or attractive enough. The point is that you're showing that you know your value, that you are aware of your reach. And if a conversion rate is 1%, that's actually not too shabby. One to three, it's really not bad. So don't don't feel like, well, if I share that, they'll see that I'm really not worth anything. No, don't be worried about that. Just share what your numbers are because then they're aware of who, you know, who's going to see this? What kind of reach are, are they getting by having you promote this? And then saying, you know, this is what I charge. And honestly, in the quilting community, people are going to be shocked at first. Like, whoa, what? You're asking me to pay? But this happened to me. I had a company reach out and say, we would love to send you this product in exchange for you sharing about it. And I said, great, this is what I charge. And I asked for 200 which now I feel empowered to charge more. But it was 200 and it was for two Instagram posts. And they didn't respond in about a month past. And I was like, well, I guess they didn't like that. But then they did circle back. And they said, yep, we'd love to. And it did take me sharing each post that I made. I can't remember if it was a reel or a post. And then sending them an invoice when it was done. And, and they did. And actually, now that I'm speaking about it, it's reminding me I need to send an invoice to a guild that I visited. 
So just don't be afraid to to set your own terms. And if someone says no, listen, if we all can do this and start charging what we're worth, then companies are going to start to realize, oh, we actually need to pay people for this because we are worth being paid. This is advertising. Advertising is very powerful. And companies who aren't willing to put money into advertising don't understand the power of advertising, which is no company that's really out there. So they know, they know. And honestly, it's kind of taking advantage of us as business owners to just send us free product. That's such a steal of a deal for these companies, for us to be promoting and advertising for free product. Now, again, at the beginning of your career, you might be totally happy to do that, and that's fine. But anyone who's been in business for a while or has a large following or, you know, you have clout, if you will, please start charging. It serves you better and it serves all of us as business owners if we raise the bar and just demand a bit more for our services. So yes, let's go ahead and just let people know what we charge and start off with $200 for uh, two posts on Instagram. Just that. Start with that. Or if you want to charge more, charge more. But if we can just say, I mean, for right now, what is it? September 2022. If we could say we are going to charge $200 for two Instagram posts, a hundred. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think we should, this should be a conversation where we quilterpreneurs get together and maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll start this conversation and we can start to set some you know, standards of what, what we expect. And it works, it works in our favor. I like to think about who is it serving if we keep it a secret, if we keep it hush hush, what we're charging. Cause sometimes it feels taboo, like, oh, that's not good etiquette to share how much I'm earning. I feel like it's different to talk about how much we're earning versus how much we're charging for a service or a product. I actually just heard the other day that I've been undercharging. So if someone comes to me and says, can you speak to our guild? I've been charging $200 per hour. And I heard someone say, oh, you're undercharging. Then I recently just heard that the going rate is $300 to $500 per hour for a lecture or guest appearance. So 300 is more of a novice. 500 is the longer you've been in the industry and you have especially more experience. Uh, so, so those are the standard prices that serves us as business owners to talk about that so that we aren't undercharging so that we are getting paid what we're worth and we're charging the same amount. It really just serves the people who are hiring us to not talk about it and to keep this hush hush. I think about in the movie industry, I want to say Scarlett Johansson. I'll keep names out of it because I don't know who. But there was a movie that was being recorded. And, you know, the actors didn't talk about their salary. And then it came out that the females were getting paid way less than the males, which just happens in our world. And it really irks me. But once they started talking about it, the females were like, hold on here. I need more. I need to be charged at least what this other person is getting charged, you know, bare minimum. And so it 
it serves us as business owners to have this conversation about what we're charging. And also keep in mind right now, inflation is very real. My husband came to me. He was like, everyone's charging more right now for their products and services. Keep You should consider that. And so actually I need to go and raise the prices of my patterns. Right now I charge $12 per pattern and I need to, to bump that up. Because we are worth our time. We are worth our services. We are definitely worth more than free product. And so don't be afraid to have someone say, oh, sorry, I or, or just ghost you, you know, if they ask to have you do something and you tell them what you charge and they just might not get back to you. It's okay. Stand your ground. And there's, there's negotiation. If a company comes to you and says, we can offer this, it is okay to negotiate and to say, actually, this is, I'd be looking at this. I know that people sometimes are like, oh my goodness, but it's a big company. I don't want to rub things the wrong way or burn a bridge. Let's not be so concerned about being polite and sweet and not rubbing someone the wrong way. This is business. You are a business owner. And it is 100% okay to value your time and what you bring to the table and to know your worth and to, it's okay to let people not like your, your standards of what you expect. That's okay. But have those, you know, know your value and stand your ground. And it doesn't have to be personal. I mean, it can just say, well, this would be worth my time if I were to do this just based on the what I have on my docket, the, the time that I have available. I would need to have this much to compensate for this. And you can even say, if this doesn't work for you, that is not a problem. No hard feelings. I get it. You know, I mean, obviously in different words, but like it might not be worth your time to hire me. But if you want to hire me, here's what I charge. Here's what I would expect. And, and to ask for more. So it's okay. And then let's talk about charging for products. So I touched a little bit on my quilt patterns. but uh, And I've talked about this in past episodes a little bit too. It feels to me like the hardest critiques of what we charge are fellow females in the industry, customers. And I have found that they are generally people who don't value what they are worth. And they're afraid of charging what they are worth. And so they're appalled when someone actually does charge what they're worth and does value what they offer. And I think there's a feeling of of feeling threatened or envy that they can't value or see their value or, or value what they have to that same degree. But you can hold your head up high and know that what you create is of value, that it's good quality. There's a story that I love of Picasso, you know, famous painter, and he was at a restaurant near the end of his life. So he'd been painting for years and years and years, and he had a napkin and a pen or pencil, and he drew a little sketch on his napkin, just sketched out real quick while he was waiting for his coffee, and he was just going to throw the napkin away, and this woman came up and said, can I buy that napkin from you? And he said, yeah, that'll be, and he threw out a large amount of money. We'll just say $5,000. That'll be $5,000. And the woman said, what? That took you just 30 seconds to sketch that. That It's not worth that much. And he said, oh, no, this took me 60 years to sketch. Meaning that, sure, in that exact moment, that sketch took him 
30 seconds. But it was only that good because of all of the years that he had of experience behind him. All the turmoil, the ups and the downs and the practice, the bad drawings, the good drawings. Years, 60 years, 60 years of learning went into that. So I see sometimes people make the fallacy of charging based on how much time it takes them to create a product and the customer saying, well, that didn't take you very long to make that. You shouldn't charge that much. There's so much more that goes into something besides how much time it takes to create. So sure, you can charge based on how much time it takes you to create, but I'm going to offer you another way to look at things. I have also heard, and I found this very interesting, and I don't necessarily love it, but it's an idea that that's out there. Someone was a mentor and was teaching about how to figure out what to charge. And she said, what you need to do is figure out how much money you want to live comfortably and then divide that by how many customers you can have and charge them based on that. I really don't like that model because you are, I feel like it's um, not with the customer in mind. It's very much what's my lifestyle, what are my wants, and I'm going to charge based on that regardless of what I'm offering my customer. So, I mean, that's an option, but what I really like to recommend as far as what you charge is based on what the customer gets out of a product. So I don't look at how much time I put into creating something because I might be able to create something in 30 seconds because I have done so much studying, so much reading, so much tutoring, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of experience that comes into my creation of a 30-second thing. Maybe I'm really good at Adobe Illustrator so I can create something really quick. Someone sees me create that and says, what, you can't charge that amount. That only took you this long. Well, because I'm really good at something doesn't mean I should be punished and should charge less because it takes me less time to create it. So I just don't agree with that mentality. Um, but what I do like to think about is what value does my customer get? What are they taking away from this? And what is that worth? That feels good and true and honest to me. So for example, this is very recent and real. I had an email. So I just did my free masterclass, a three-day free masterclass where I talked about having a career as a quilt pattern designer. And it was the purpose of it was to, one, give people tangible takeaway knowledge on quilt pattern business. But two, I wanted people to get to know my teaching style, to see what kind of value I bring as a teacher. And then to, if, if you like that, you know, if these people who came to the course liked it, that they then can take my signature course, my quilt pattern writing course. So I had someone reach out uh, now that the quilt pattern writing course is open and say, hey, I'm in college right now and I'm taking a college course and I'm paying this amount per college course. Your course costs more than my college course. I just feel like that's a lot. And it's very interesting because I like to think about what are you getting out of that one college course? Now, 
all of your college courses combined, you're getting a degree, which is valuable. Well, I mean, that's negotiable. Um, but in this one course, depending on the course, what you get out of it depends. You know, you might, for me, I studied English literature. So I had to get some knowledge, some skills on how to write, uh, maybe learn some authors a bit more. And then I think about my course. And no, I'm not saying this as like marketing of my course. I'm saying this to help you evaluate your products and so that you can do this same like evaluation of what are my customers getting from my product. So when people take my course, yes, they're getting the tangible lessons where it's very practical, takeaway, like you will know how to do this thing. They're also getting a human connection with myself and with the hundreds or, you know, however many other students are in the course. Lifelong friendship, ongoing opportunities where they get to have marketing through me, be a guest on my blog. They get to join outings and gatherings that are for affiliates only. So is that worth more than a college course in my mind? Absolutely. They are also getting a trade for trade. Like if you implement the things that I'm teaching you, you will earn your money back. Whereas a college course, there's no guarantee. You know, we spend so much money going to college and we can't even guarantee that you'll get a job after that. So when you think about what you're charging, think about what your students or your customers are getting in exchange for your product. What, what value is that bringing them? Is it a new skill? Is it joy? Is it whatever it might be? But the more that they're getting out of it, the more you can charge. And at first, I'll admit, the first couple times you launch something or sell something, it's really uncomfortable or not uncomfortable. What's the word I'm looking for? I guess not totally knowing the value that your customers are getting. You're trusting, but once you see your customers come back and share what their experience was and actually validate that, yeah, I am actually getting out of this course what you promised plus some, then that confidence comes. Then when someone says, this isn't worth this or that, you can say, well, it's not worth it for you, but it is worth it for those who take the course and do the things or buy the product and use the product, whatever it might be. It takes time to build that confidence in your product. So stick with it. And that's why also people charge generally, charge a little bit less when they are launching something new because it's new. People are taking a gamble. There is no social proof there. There is no validation from people saying, yeah, I've used this thing and it really is, it promises and delivers on what it says it does. But once you have that social proof, once you have people who have used your product or bought it and can say, yes, indeed, it does that thing, then the value goes up. It really does. And then that brings us into marketing, which I won't go a ton into that on this podcast, but once you know the value of your product and you're charging a certain amount, you know, hopefully what it's worth, then it comes into marketing and getting people to understand that value. Because it's one thing to for you to know that it's worth something, but to let other people understand the value, that that's in the marketing. And there is a story that I like of this. Again, Russell Brunson, I honestly think... <laughs> I've mentioned him in the last like three podcast episodes. Anyhow, he was telling a story about how he went up on stage at a conference 
And he had an iPhone. And I don't, we'll just say the iPhone cost 100 bucks. Sorry, it cost more than that, but we'll just say 100 bucks. So he went up on stage and said, here is my iPhone. I'm going to sell this for a million dollars. Does anyone want the iPhone? Nobody raised their hand. Hard sale because you can run down the store and buy the same phone for a hundred bucks. So why would anyone want to buy that for a million dollars, right? Like not a good value. Then he went on to explain what was in his phone. And the I want to say it was like contacts of billionaires, of people with, you know, USA Today. I can't even remember who all his contacts were. Email connections. Uh, documents that shared his best-selling tips. I mean, all of this information was in his phone. And then he said, who would like to buy this phone for a million dollars? And everyone's hand shot up. And so he didn't actually sell his phone, but his point was in marketing, letting people, once you know the value of your product and you know what people are getting out of it, it is on you to portray that to your customers and to let them know what they're getting in exchange for your product. You will still probably have people who say, it's not worth that, it's not worth that. That's just not your ideal customer. And it gets easier to brush that off. It does get easier the more that you have success stories and the more that people do really love your product for you to say, okay, well, that's you. And honestly, it speaks more to the person who can't value the worth of something or who is so afraid to spend money. It says more about them than about your product. But also be aware that it does come to marketing a bit and to um, share what, what that value is. And so I just want to, in summary, remind us that we can charge what we're worth. You know, again, talking about this friend in the quilting industry who worked in fashion and makeup. I mean, she she knows the kinds of budgets that go into marketing. She knows what influencers are getting paid in other industries. And she's just baffled at the quilting industry and how we are just so cheap that we don't charge nearly anything. That we'll take free product in exchange for so much work. Or, you know, sure, I'll take, I won't say specific things, but yeah, I'll take this product and and write X amount of blog posts and do this and and not get paid for it. Where it's it's just time for us as quilterpreneurs to start having this conversation and to really, I mean, gather and and share what we're charging. And you know, the one thing that I shared here, charging three hundred to five hundred dollars per one hour visit or lecture, presentation, I hope that that helps at least one listener out there who's maybe charging less than they should be to say, okay, I'm going to charge more. I mean, myself included, I had been charging less than that. And so that was really good for me to hear to say, okay, I, I need to be charging more. And then also just remember, it's okay for you to have expectations just know that some people might not be willing to pay that, and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you lower what you charge, because that really only hurts you, but to hold your ground and to really charge what you're worth and to trust that you're worth that. And, you know, it's actually a really good idea to reach out to your past customers and ask them about their experiences. One, you might hear a few things you didn't like. In fact, that's happened to me, and 
that's a good thing. You want to know what's not working with your products so you can improve. I've definitely gotten feedback where it hurts to hear it. I'm like, oh, man. And we've talked about my spelling, how it's not so great. I actually have gotten to the point where I'm just like, I own it. I'm like, okay, my spelling's not great. If you catch it, let me know. I'll go change it. And there's still some sweet people who are very timid. They'll reach out. I don't know if you noticed, but this word is spelled wrong. I'm like, oh, awesome. Thank you. I'll go get that. Um, so there's that. But that's, I mean, that's not about the quality. Well, I guess you could say it is the quality. But the what people get out of something. But to ask your customers for feedback. Ask if you sell patterns. Reach out to, you know, you've got the emails of people who bought your product. Reach out and say, hey, I'd love to hear how your experience with the pattern was. Was it easy to understand? Did you have questions? Was there anything you'd like to see different? And get that feedback from them because it will help you to improve. And then you will also have their words of this went really well. And you'll know what's going well. And you can then use that in your marketing to add value, to charge what you're worth, to feel confident in charging what you're worth. And same if you're doing a guest lecture, ask for feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. It's crucial. It's invaluable. That's how you can improve as a business owner is by getting that feedback. And it's how you can get confidence charging more. And if you have a an audience, whether it's email, YouTube, Instagram, whatever it is, Keep track of those numbers and make a media kit. Go ahead and just jot it down. And you probably want to update that every couple of months because, you know, things change. Your email list grows. Your audience grows. So update that. And if someone comes to you and says, hey, I'd love to share this, send you this product in exchange for you to share, say, oh, perfect. Here's my media kit or here's what I charge. You don't need to call it a media kit if you don't want to, but it does sound a little more professional and adds a little bit more clout. But you can say, yeah, so here's what I charge. Here are my numbers. Let me know if this is in your budget. And and just stand your ground. So I would love to hear. By the way, I have loved the feedback from you guys. We talked about what success means. And I loved that so many of you reached out and shared with me what success means to you. That actually really made me so happy. So in this regard, I also would love to hear from you listeners. What are you charging for patterns? What are you charging to to be a guest lecturer? What are you charging if someone asks you to share for free product? And I'm going to guess that many of you charge nothing and you take that free product. So let's talk about it. Let's start charging for marketing. Know that marketing is a huge industry and businesses have a budget for that, generally a very large budget. And if they're not paying you, then they're going to pay someone else. So if they're reaching out to you, they want you to market for them. Know that that is worth money, actual money, and not just free product. So that is my episode today is empowering you quilterpreneurs to charge what you're worth, to, to learn what you're worth first, to get feedback from your customers, And then to own it, to know that what you offer is of value, monetary value. And let's carry this conversation on. I would really love to hear from you, to talk more about this. I think it'd be great for us quilterpreneurs, I don't know, maybe at Quilt Market or Quilt Con to get together, maybe in a Facebook group, I don't know. But carry on this conversation and really 
be there for one another. And you know how I feel about this, that when a tide, what is it? When the tide rises, oh, I'm laughing because I can't think of the quote and I love it, but oh, a rising tide lifts all boats. So when we are growing and benefiting and charging more and we help other quilterpreneurs do the same, it really benefits all of us. We rise together that we can then expect more and companies will learn that that's what people are asking. That's the going rate. That's what's happening. So we really can lean in together on this and grow and help each other out in a beautiful way. And to not feel weird about it, you know, I've talked about that too, that we don't need to feel slimy about being a business owner and about earning money and charging what we're worth, that that is what business is. And that we, I mean, unless you're doing this as a hobby or for volunteer, then it's a business. And that's what business is. You charge money, you earn money, you provide a service and a good in exchange for money. So there we are, my listeners. It's so fun to have you here and to hear from you. Please do reach out and share any ideas and comments on this. You can send me a DM. And I would love if you would leave a comment or a review on the podcast. It really does mean a lot to help my podcast to be seen by others. And it really helps me. You know how I talked about that feedback I really do love to hear from you listeners. It helps me know what topics are of interest to you and what I can create moving forward in future weeks that will help you. So please do leave a review and let me know what is resonating with you, what you are enjoying about the podcast. Have a wonderful week. I will see you right here next Friday on the Craft a Career podcast. Until then, take care. 